Hey everyone, this is A Bit Offside, episode two. I am Mike, he is Frank, and today we are talking about the ever popular and exploding market of sports cards. And I know, Frank, you're a big collector, so let's start with you. Thanks, Mike. Um, I've been a collector, I'm in my mid-40s right now, so I've been collecting for about 40-something years. Um, I started off uh, probably in the late 70s, very early 80s um, by I would say 82 83 I was an avid collector collecting you know almost everything and anything um, particularly in, in hockey so um, my kind of bread and butter is is, is anything hockey uh, whether I'm a collector or as an investor but um, yeah, growing, basically up, growing up growing up in Toronto man of course you're exactly. hockey. I mean nothing else existed right um so yeah i've been uh, and even to this day um if i have my collector mindset it's it's almost i would say 90 percent hockey uh if i put my investor hat on it's you know it's a it's a pretty good balance i would say it's about 25 percent uh hockey and across you know the major sports so uh avid collector up until the 90s um you know the whole junk wax era the eric lindros boom uh lindros being my favorite player he actually got me back that was sort of the second wave of me collecting in the early 90s um and then i took a i took a long break um i would say late 90s early 2000s right up until last year um i just you know stopped collecting it became um expensive hobby and um i just you know shifted my priorities or my focus elsewhere so i'm back in the game um a little different this time around so you know, I can't just go to a Walmart or a Target and pick up cards. Um, it's become very lucrative industry, and I'm trying to keep up, but it's, it's a lot to learn. It's not like, you know, back in the 80s where you would get one pack and one pack only, no no uh, refractors, no um, purple, orange <laughs> uh, colored cards. It was just a base set, and that was it. So um, still learning, and you learn every day, right? So it's, it's what makes most of the uh, hobby uh, that much more fun um, and I'm, I'm really liking it. So exactly. we'll see what happens, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like? I, I'm a little bit different than you cause I, uh, I don't have as big a collection as you did, but I started as a kid too. Like I grew up uh, playing hockey uh, in the winter and soccer in the summer. So those are my two main yeah. sports. I think I started playing hockey when I was six years old. Um, and I don't even remember when I first got my first pack of cards, but obviously it was focused on hockey. I remember, you know, getting the OPG cards. Um, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge collector. Um, I didn't really take care of the cards. Me and my buddies would, would open our packs and we'd play games. We'd line the cards up against the wall and we'd flick cards, try to knock your buddy's cards off. And if you knocked it down, you got to keep his cards. So you can imagine those cards were all dinged up, creased. Yeah, you know, uh, I was born mid '70s, so by the time I started collecting, it was like early '80s. I think I missed the boat on Wayne Gretzky's rookie card. So, but I had a I had I a ton of showboat then. Nice, my prize card right here. So, so Sorry, you gotta Mike. get you know you gotta get it's that gotta card. Get graded. It's you gotta, gotta get, get graded. graded. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I look at it, it's hard to probably show on camera, but it's not in the best of conditions. But, um. You know, I would say it's probably around a, anywhere between a four and a six. So we'll see. Still um, worth a lot of money. It is. And, you know, the, 
the, the set behind me, like to your point, you know, we were flicking cards. I don't even want to open up that binder because I've got Grant <laughs> Fuhrer rookie cards, Mark Messi rookie cards that are soft corners. So there it makes a good show, show piece, but <laughs> there's really yeah. no value in there, um, unfortunately. But I've kept, uh, you know, this is my other sort of nice looking card as, oh, as an nice. Iserman, but um, I have very few cards graded, so that's the next step in this in this crazy market. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll talk about that. But trying to yeah. get your card graded, you got to wait like you know eight nine months. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I then 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 as I started growing up, I, I kind of like lost interest in the in the industry and stopped collecting altogether. Yeah, um, and then I dabbled here and there in my late teens, I think. Uh, I'd get like the odd baseball pack here and there, nothing big. And again, my portfolio of cards is really small. And I only really started again last year, which is probably late in the game. But now I'm considering myself more of a serious collector. You know, yeah. reason why I'm buying hobby boxes. I'm I'm scouring retail locations for retail boxes. I'm <laughs> even doing online pulls. Like I'm doing online breaks. I'm buying slabs online. Uh, I'm really just trying to build up my portfolio of cards. Because so why do you why do you think it's hot right now? And the whole you know the why? Because there's a lot of money to be made, and where there's money to be made, it's driving interest. Yeah. Um, secondary, I think, is the fact that we're in a pandemic right now, and people yeah. are just bored, probably stuck at home. What do they do? Like something similar yeah. to you, like you know, they went in there closet pulled out their binders or their boxes of cards yeah. and you know started reminiscing about their their past days and looking at cards and getting back into it but i think the number one reason has to be there's a lot of money to be made yeah. and so that's really driving demand and where there's demand obviously simple economics right supply and demand prices yeah. are going through the roof yeah so are you on the boat that the sports card industry will crash in a couple of years or is it just going to gain more momentum and, and continue to be uh, a hot industry? I think it's going to be a hot industry for a while. Um, it's not yeah. going to continuously grow forever. It's obviously going to come to a point where it's going to slow down. Uh, I don't know when that time is going to come exactly, but I, I think it's going to be around for a, for a while uh, just because it's so hot right now. And there's so many companies um, making cards right now. And like you were talking about before, there's there's so many variants to cards. Signatures are a big thing. Um, mm -hmm. And it's so big right now. Uh, I just can't see it stopping anytime soon. So it'll be a few years before it slows down. Uh, yeah. I, you know what I feel bad for, Frank, is the kids. So when yeah, you're a kid, you know, you can buy, you can go buy a pack of cards at a, at a store. It was easy to find, easy to yep. afford. Now, forget about it. And you I can't think find that, stores. Yep, and I think that could kill the industry if if it's not affordable for kids. So, I mean, in a year from now, I mean, we're we're buying boxes, you know, on the secondary market three four times the price of uh, of a twenty six dollar box at at Walmart. I mean, a kid can't afford you know hundred dollars exactly on five packs of cards. So, if that trend continues. I mean, I could see the the market crashing if if there's somehow kids can get their hands on cards, um, you know, absolutely because that is the future, right? So, um, I agree with you. What's nice now is I, I noticed, uh, especially online, uh, Walmart and Target in the U.S. They're limiting the number of uh, boxes yeah. people can buy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, right now, 
So like I went, to, went to if you went to Walmart, like that section of cards is completely wiped out. It's not pandemic related. It's the fact yeah. that these guys are are going to the stores um, every day. They're following the suppliers. If they supply the shelves, yeah. they're cleaning them out the same day. So it's yeah. it's incredible. But so it's nice that these stores are actually limiting the number of cards people can buy. So so you know, funny other, story. Get their hands on them. Funny story, I was in the U.S. Um, not too long ago, and I went to a Target, um, and they're limiting the cards to one per person. Um, so I was in line with other, you know, teens and, and even older guys. But um, one guy had, uh, I guess, had, had been there earlier in the day, and the manager actually caught him. So he caught him and said, hey, an hour ago, you were in a jacket. You had sh- you had shorts on, and now you're in pants. You've got a you've got a hat and shades. So he was, he was tr- totally trying to change his image, um, trying yeah. to get his hands on another box of cards. And and the you know good on the manager for sort of being uh, observant. Him, yeah. to, so it it's the only way we can get our hands on. And, and you know when I was when I went in, I managed to just get a pack of NFL prisms. Um, but that was it, right? Yeah, I mean they had they were stocked. So, you know, on one side you think, Oh, I wish I could grab them all. But on the other hand, it's, it's, it's great that they're giving other people opportunities. So um, it's, it's the only way this thing will, will survive, especially uh, for kids in, in the future. Otherwise, yeah, we could, we could easily see a crash. The other thing that bothers me about this industry right now, again, you mentioned the supply and demand though, is and you've heard me say this before, you have Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback football player of all time. And then you have Patrick Mahomes, who's third year in the league, arguably probably the greatest player right now. But how is his card more expensive than a Tom Brady? It's it's mind boggling. And I get why, you know, it's a one on one of one refractor, whatever the case may be. But in my eyes, Patrick Mahomes should never be as much as a, as a Brady and, and Brady should be commanding, you know, in that million dollar range, just like uh, Gretzky rookies that are going for, or, or LeBron or, or Jordan. But to me, it's, it's silly. And I laugh at these sales where Mahomes is, is attracting, you know, quarter of a million dollars plus for, for a single card. Yeah. I mean, so. yeah, he's, he's, he's won a, he's won a Super Bowl already. And he, he came close again this year, but Tom Brady has seven and he's been in the league for, Yep. You know, can't knock forever. <laughs> so I, I kind of agree with you. I don't, I don't understand the economics around it. I'll give you an example. Like I, I bought an Austin Matthews rookie card last year. So he came in the yep. league in 2015, 2016. Last year in March, I paid $300 for the card. It's selling for over a thousand now. It's a graded card, um, granted, but still it's, it's yep. tripled in, in value in, in less than a year. What is Austin yep. Matthews really achieved yeah. yet he's a great player and i think he's going to achieve a lot but at the same time he's still young in his career but the market value on his card is through the roof so are you a collector or an investor or a little bit of both imagine having one. now dozen austin matthews <laughs> yeah so like i mean this one it's kind of hard because i bought it because i knew it was going to go up but yeah. i'm a huge leaf fan at heart and i know he's going to be a superstar player and so yeah. I, I wanted to get my hands on this card right away um, to have it in my collection. This is a long-term investment for me on the, on this one. I listen to Gary V a lot and he's like, bye, 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 because he sees like the market going up. Um, 
Yeah. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't invest in something that's skyrocketing right now where you think the value is just way too much for what this what this player has achieved to date because I think those cards are gonna crash. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like anything, it's like investing in stock market. You have to be wise with your investment. You have to yep. do a little bit of research. Um, some cards um, are going to make you a lot of money and some cards aren't. And you got to take a chance on some. Um, here's another thing, what's going on in this market right now. Because there's so much money being made, uh, like these grading companies, you know, the leaders are back at PSA. People are mimicking their cases. They're yeah. putting real cards Disgusting. in these cases, but they're faking the grade of the cards because you know, a 10 Michael Jordan rookie versus a nine Michael Jordan rookie is tens of thousands of dollars in difference yeah. by one point in a grading system. So it's, it's sad, but these guys are, are, are scamming. So you have to be careful yeah. out there or what you're buying, who you're buying from. Be careful. Yeah. So let's talk about grading. Um, so is PSA and Beckett your tops um, for, for grading companies or is there any others that you would recommend? Uh, I don't have a lot of cards graded, but yeah, I think those two are the market leaders. Um, in my opinion, I think PSA grades a little bit easier than Beckett from what I see. Yeah. Uh, Cause I see a lot of PSA tens or I don't see a lot of Beckett tens. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's my opinion. I, I'm not sure if that's reality, but that's what I see. Uh, but either, either one of those companies I think does a fantastic job. There's a ton of other ones. They're smaller. Uh, but I don't know their credibility. So if you're going to yeah. do it and spend the money, I'd go with the best. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you, I know you've submitted some cards for grading, uh, recently. What have you submitted? Yeah, I submitted, um, a couple of, uh, Alexis Lafreniere cards that just came out of the 2021 upper deck series one. Um, I got his, his base rookie and then I got his canvas rookie. So both of those went to back it and I sent in a basketball card. Again, from Toronto, I had a, um, a Pascal Siakam card as his rookie. So I sent that in also. But I have a ton of other cards that are, are stacked up waiting to go. Um, I'm just I'm just waiting right now because I, I think the, the demand for grading is just too high. And you got to wait nine months. So, okay, so are you going to get any of your cards graded? Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm staring at the Gretzky, and and the reason why now I'm hesitant is because um, the appraisal value. Like, if I look at what this appraisal or what it would have been appraised at a year ago versus today, I'm going to probably be spending a lot more. Um, but at what point do I just say, you know, at what point do I suck it up and and just do it? Because personally, a, a rookie card like that is just going to continue to skyrocket, um, yeah. especially with you know just how hot the industry is. Um, so I've, I've put some cards aside, but I know you've been waiting. What, what month are you on? Like four or five and you still haven't. No, I, I submitted them or... back in December. So December. it's just been a couple of months. Right. You know, uh, for the Gretzky card, um, they do have a service where they do like a, a seven to 10 day turnaround. So you pay, Yeah. but it might be yeah. worth it for your Gretzky card. Just so yeah. you get it back in your hands as quickly as possible. Yeah. You don't want that thing floating around out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially when it crosses duties and it says what's in this box. <laughs> I think that's one of my greatest fears. And and the customs form says Gretzky rookie card. <laughs> what happens yeah, exactly. then? We shall see. 
All right. Well, this has been a good conversation. Yeah, it's been it's been good. But we're gonna have more. Uh, so come back and listen to us. Uh, yeah. Appreciate you all, and and thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Ciao for now.